young, I'd listen to the radio. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Bob Trout speaking. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is Mutual. This is ABC Radio Network. Hi, and welcome to Same Time, Same Station for another week. And we have Disney Part 3. We're saluting Disney's 100th anniversary as a company. And uh, this one's all about Snow White. We'll hear from the Lux Radio Theater production of Snow White in about an hour. We also have Eddie Cantor. And we have a very interesting half hour, or 20 minutes rather, with Charlie McCarthy. But we're going to begin things with the RKO promotion of the Snow White movie. Disney had its distribution rights through RKO at that time. So we go back to 1937 and the RKO premiere of Snow White. been talking about it for months. Critics pronounce it another milestone in the advancement of motion picture entertainment. Three years in the making. 600 artists contributed 2 million drawings. Sound technicians recorded for two years. Cameramen developed a special third dimension multiplane camera. Its Hollywood premiere attracted every important executive and star. You've read about it in your favorite magazines and newspapers. You've heard about it from coast to coast. The picture, of course. Walt Disney's supreme achievement. His first full-length feature. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. RKO Radio Pictures is proud to present a special radio preview of the most delightful picture of 1938, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, adapted from Grimm's fairy tales by that master of movie entertainment, the creator of Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, and scores of screen entertainers, Walt Disney. In the Walt Disney version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the story opens in a beautiful medieval castle, home of the Princess Snow White. Inside, we see Snow White's stepmother, the Wicked Queen, standing in front of her magic mirror. Having been told by the magic mirror that Snow White is more beautiful than she is, the Queen decides to have Snow White killed. But the little princess knows nothing of the Queen's hate. Out in the courtyard, she is drawing water from a well. Her friends, the birds, flutter around her as she sings the Wishing Well song. In her song... The echo from the well accompanies her. I'm wishing, I'm wishing for the one I love to find me, to find me today, today. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, and I'm dreaming of the night thing, the night thing to say, to interrupts Snow White at the end of the song is her Prince Charming. Now it's his turn to sing as he expresses his love to the beautiful princess in the hit tune, One Song. One song, I have but one song, one song only for you, 
She dashes through the dark forest until she falls exhausted. Then the little animals in the forest find Snow White. The squirrels, rabbits, deer, even the bluebirds gather around as she greets the animals with a smile and a song. With a smile and a song, to a place of safety, the cottage of the seven dwarfs. The cottage is very untidy, so Snow White and the animals clean the house to the rhythm of another hit tune, Whistle While You Work. Just whistle while you work, and cheerfully together we can tidy up the place, to hum a merry tune. It won't take long when there's a song to help you set the pace. As you sweep the room, imagine that the room is someone that you love and soon you'll find you dancing for the king. Oh, no, 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 no. Put them in the tub. When hearts are high, the time will work. The dwarfs are working in their diamond mine. The five o'clock whistle blows and they stop work. Starting for home, the dwarfs strike up their marching song. Hi-ho. Hi-ho.
riding home, the dwarfs are astonished to find Snow White asleep in their beds. Grumpy, the woman hater, wants to turn her out into the forest. But the others insist she stay, especially when they learn she can cook gooseberry pies. Before eating dinner, however, Snow White makes the dwarfs wash their hands and faces, which have not been cleaned for two weeks. How they hate it, as they chant the washing song. Step up to the top. Hey, no disgrace. Just pull up your sleeves and get them in place. Then scoop up the water and rub it on your face and go... Pick up the soap. Now don't try to fluff. Work up the leather. And when you've got enough, get your hands full of water. You snort and you snuff and go... You douse and snuff. Rub and scrub. Sputter and splash all over the tub. You may be cold and wet when you're done, but you got to admit it's good and sweet fun. So splash all your life. Ain't any tricks. As soon as you're through, you'll feel mighty slick. Bunch of old nanny, don't you make me sick going. <laughs> White tells them about her prince as she sings, Someday my prince will come.
After many thrilling adventures, Snow White's Prince Charming does come. He carries her away to his castle, and they live happily ever after. just presented a special musical radio preview of Walt Disney's first full-length animated feature, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, filmed entirely in Technicolor. Three years in the making, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is released by RKO Radio Pictures. There's the RKO production of Snow White, a movie very eagerly awaited by really a lot of people. Some thought it would be a great movie and some thought it was going to be a disaster. Of course, it turned out to be a great movie and that's how Walt Disney built his brand new studio with a lot of the money that was obtained through the Snow White movie. Normally we don't do this, but uh, we because I think we have the whole show too uh, with regard to Charlie McCarthy, but we're going to play a 20-minute excerpt from a disc. This is all about Charlie McCarthy and Snow White as we go back to December 19, 1937. I'm welcoming you for Nelson Eddy. Oh, Mr. Amici. Yes, Charlie. I had a funniest experience coming over here today. Uh, just I, a minute, Charlie. Uh-huh. Not now. Greetings, too, oh. from Dorothy Lamour, the I Proud was, Twins, uh, from Edgar Bergen and Charlie I was, McCarthy. Uh, I was coming out of the drugstore, and a fellow said to me, he says, hello, Charlie. See, I didn't recognize him at the first. <laughs> so I looked at him, and he said... A hearty welcome, too, uh, from Robert Arm Brewster, the Chase and Sanborn Orchestra, yes, and from uh, our guest, Billy Mock, of the famous Screen Mock Twins, and through the courtesy of Walt Disney... The voices behind the screen characters of the first full-length cartoon feature, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes, 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 yes. So, so I says to me, I says... We hey, hope that you will enjoy hey, our show. A guy can't get a word in here edgewise, so this fella says to himself... We hope that you will enjoy our show and that throughout the week... All right, you, you'll win. And throughout the week, you'll enjoy... Chase and Sanborn Coffee. coffee. <laughs> All right, now, Charlie, what was that you wanted to tell me? Uh, well, this fella says... I said to the fella, he's... Uh, Doggone, I forgot it now. <laughs> well, then, doggone it, we'll carry on. Right. For the first time on the air, Nelson Eddy sings the title. So, Charlie? Yes, it was, it was, yes. It was such a nice song. And Mr. Eddy has such a fine voice. And you're such a nice fellow, Mr. Amici. And it's so near Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and you're such a nice boy, Charlie. Yeah, am I? I try to be goodly. Yes, Charlie, you've tried, but I don't think you've quite succeeded. Now, Bergen, what have I done now? Well, <clears throat> I, I would like to have you explain why all that racket happened downstairs in the sitting room last night. Uh, racket, Bergen? Yes. Oh, is it so? Yes. I heard a terrible racket, didn't you? No, I guess I was so busy making it, I didn't listen. I didn't Well, what I want to know is what caused it. Well, if you must know, Skinny Dugan and I, uh, we were fixing the chimney uh, for Santa Claus. Oh, you were? Yeah, fixing the chimney. Yes, that's right. Yes. What were you fixing? Well... I say, what were you fixing? 
Yeah. Well, now, you won't be sore. No, I won't be sore. All right. Uh, we, we were putting a trap door in the fireplace. A trap door? Yeah. You don't mean to catch Santa Claus? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> and we put a burglar alarm in the chimney. A burglar alarm? Yeah. Yes. Well, why did you do that? Well, he got away from us last year. This year, we want to talk things over with him on the home ground. I... <laughs> well, didn't Santa Claus give you anything last year? Uh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. He gave me the runaround. He did. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, the runaround. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I see. Why are you blushing, Bergen? All right. <laughs> Never mind that, Charlie. Where did you get this silly idea of putting a trapdoor for Santa Claus? Well, I got it from Skinny Dugan. You see, last year, Skinny put a woodchuck trap in the chimney, see? Yes, a woodchuck trap. Yeah. I see. And did he catch Santa Claus? Uh, no, no. But the funniest thing happened. Skinny's father limped around the house for three weeks. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Amused me. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you must be mistaken, Charlie. Yeah. But I want to remind you that Santa's only purpose is to make people happy. Oh, sure, 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 sure. But it is possible for even him to make a mistake. Oh, quite so, yes, yes. Well, I've, I've written a letter to Santa Claus clearing things up. Oh, yes. I itemized it this year. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, uh, I would like to read it to you. To me? Yes. I want you to check on the grammatical errors and just to see if I've asked for enough. I see. You want to read it to me? Yes. I, I think that's very amusing. Yes. <laughs> I think it's subtle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead, read the letter. Yes, very good, sir. Here it is. Here. <clears throat> uh, Mr. Claus, dear sir. Now, wait a minute. Mr. Claus. Yes. Yes. Why don't you start it, dear Santa? Uh, why should I humor him? Oh. <laughs> Very well. Read what you've got. All right, I will. Yes, here it is. Ahem. Uh, dear sir, please give this order your special attention. For last year, you certainly gummed it up. Yes. <laughs> but I am willing to let bygones be bygones. See, that's speaking of last year. But speaking of last year, see, it doesn't hurt to rub it in a little, no. <laughs> It was awful nice of you to stop at my house and to come down the chimney. But I am sorry you went to so much trouble to leave so little. So much trouble to, yes, to leave so little. And I do mean you. Oh, yes, I do mean you, yes. I wore my stockings three days before I discovered you had left anything in them. <laughs> Charlie, aren't you ashamed of yourself writing such a letter to Santa Claus? Yeah. Well, go ahead, read what you have. Yeah. What are you asking for? Oh, here it is, here it is. Uh, three, three days, I hope you will leave me a roadster and a shotgun and a camera. And I hope you will leave me a speedboat, I hope this letter finds you in good health. Yes, I think you're asking for entirely too much. Yes, too much. Too much. Uh-huh. All right. Now we leave off the good health. <laughs> Charlie, 
It hurts me to see a boy as young as you are taking such a selfish attitude towards Christmas. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Such greed comes in and steals the beauty from the true spirit of Christmas. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And results not only in disappointing yourself, but in losing the friends you have won. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Now, let me repeat. I heard it the first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I... What's this argument about, Edgar? Well, Don, what do you think of a boy who thinks of Christmas only in terms of how much he will profit by it? Well, frankly, Edgar, not very much. Mm. To me, the spirit of Christmas is the joy of giving. Oh, do tell. <laughs> what are you giving me, Mr. Nietzsche? <laughs> no, Charlie, that's exactly the wrong attitude. What Don is trying to say is, what are you giving? Isn't he selfish? No. <laughs> well, now that you're asking, I'll tell you. I'm giving... Yes, Charlie, what are you giving? I'm giving you fellas an opportunity to buy a choice selection of Christmas cards. Oh. The prices are sacrificed at only $5 a dozen. Oh, I see. Yes. Five dollars a dozen. Yes. Yes. And by sheer coincidence, I happen to have a dozen with me. <laughs> and if we want two dozen? Two dozen, yes. Well, by sheer coincidence... All right, all right. <laughs> no. Well, five dollars a dozen is very high. Don't you? You're sure I do. After all, the purpose of a card is only to express a sentiment. I know, but you fellas, you don't want cheap sentiment, do you? <laughs> That's beside the point. The real value of a card is the thought behind it. Well, the thought behind it is for me to get $5. Yes. All right, Charlie, I'm sold. I'll take one. Oh, fine. One doesn't. One no, no, wait a minute. One card. Uh, one card? Yeah. Well, they, they, they sell for $5 a dozen. That's the way they sell. I know that, but I want one card. You still want one card, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh, well, that means breaking it up a little here. Uh, it's nice to see that all your friends... Uh, well, uh, uh, if anybody is so... Sti- never... No, no, no. <laughs> this is going to take uh, too long, Charlie. I won't take any. Yes. Uh, well, now, I'll, I'll, no, no, no. The customer is right. Yes. Uh, 12, 12 goes into 5. 12... Well, it doesn't go. Yes. <laughs> Fine point, you move a decimal point. <laughs> Are you sure you couldn't get rid of 12? <laughs> one card, Charlie. Well, it seems to be if I got... Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. If one's one phone for him, one is five. All right, what is it? It comes out exactly five dollars a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might at least let us take a look at these cards first. Oh, yes, sir, read, gentlemen. As smart a collection as you've ever seen. Well, wait a minute, Charlie. Some of these cards look used. Is that so? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, now, there may be a couple of trade-ins, yes. <laughs> but they're as good as new, gentlemen, as good as new. They've been overhauled, new corners put on them. <laughs> and they're sold to you with a new card guarantee. Is that so? Yes. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, Charlie. Here are four Happy New Year cards for 1935. They're no good now. Oh, is that so? Uh, 1935, uh-huh. Well, if it ever, ever comes back, you're set, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, these cards are engraved and embossed. Yes. Well, here's a Valentine card. Yes, sir, we don't overlook a thing. <laughs> to say nothing of the engraving and the embossing. Yes, Charlie. And there are other people's names on these cards. There are, huh? Yes. It's probably embezzled, too. Oh, yes, sir, gentlemen, nothing but the best. They're engraved, embossed, and embezzled. Five dollars a dozen. <laughs> Despite the fact that Charlie's asking a lot for Christmas, I'm sure his stocking will be full to overflowing. 
And for the final word on the subject of presents, there's a gay little song going around these days, and here's Dorothy Damore to sing it. I want you for Christmas. Hi ho, hi ho, hi ho, hi ho, hi ho, it's off to where we go. Mr. Bergen, what are those little fellows, goblets? No, the word is goblins, Charlie. Uh, that's what I said, goblins. No, 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 goblins. And besides, they're not goblins, they're dwarfs. Well, make up your mind, Bergen. Charlie, you are being highly honored tonight. Yeah? Yes. For the first time, the seven little dwarves have stepped out of the pages of the story Snow White to pay you a visit. Is that so? You mean Snow White from Grimm's fairy tales? Yes. Charlie, Walt Disney has brought them to life on the screen. And you're going to have the first opportunity to meet them. Aren't the dwarves cute? Yeah, they are. They're almost as cute as me. Charlie. Huh? As cute as I. All right. As cute as you, Bergen. <laughs> but you're spoiled. All right. Charlie, once upon a time, there were seven little dwarves who always sang while they worked. Do you like to sing while you work? Well, I, uh, I like to sing. You like to sing? Yes. Zazuzan. <laughs> oh, Zazuzan. <laughs> Go to work, fellas. When there's too much to do, don't let it bother you. Forget your trouble, try to be a and whistle while you work. Come on, get smart, tune up, and start to whistle while you work. Groucho and Harpo? No, no. <laughs> Grumpy, this is Charlie McCarthy. So what? Oh, agreeable fellow, isn't he? Yes. Hello, Grumpy. Nice day we're having, huh? Yeah, what's nice about it? Had too much sun this week. Oh, well, last week was all right, eh? Had too much rain last week. Oh, nice person to have around, isn't he? <laughs> what kind of weather do you like? I don't like any kind of weather. I don't like you either. All right, one subject at a time now. <laughs> I can't waste my time talking to you. I'm leaving. Yeah. So long, sourpuss. <laughs> Charlie, huh? this little dwarf is Sneezy. Oh, hello. Well, why do they call you Sneezy? I don't know. I, I guess it's just because I... I can... <laughs> just me. <laughs> oh. oh, so that's it, huh? Yeah. Anyhow, Charlie... I'm pleased to... I'm pleased to know... To know... Yeah. To know... Yeah. <laughs> 
am. I'm pleased to meet you. What's the matter with you? I have hay. Uh, I have hay. Uh, hay. Hey, hey. Uh, hey. Hey, nanny, nanny, and a hot choo-choo. <laughs> I mean, I'm pleased to, pleased to, pleased to, uh, I'm pleased to, gra- I'm, uh, I'm pleased to, uh, I'm sorry I met you. <laughs> you're, you're a nice little sap, I mean, a nice little trap, a uh, slice little flat, a uh, flight, a uh, flip, flat, I mean, a uh, uh, ice pack, I mean, you uh, uh, Put on your brakes, I think you passed it. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've got to glow now, I mean, I've got to, I've got to go, a uh, goal, uh, the, it's the mean queen, I mean, the mean, the queen meanie, the eeny meeny miny more, no, the, the queen me, the me is, she's approaching, I've got to glow. Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, you'll find out, I've got fleas, I mean, I've got to please, please, yes. Charlie Duck was trying to tell you that the queen is here. Well, he certainly did it a hard way. <laughs> Bring on the queen, where is she, Harvey? Well, uh, you won't like her, Charlie. No, no. She turns to a witch and kills people. Really? Yes. Yes, she's very jealous, and she's jealous of Snow White, and she's trying to kill her. She's even gone so far as to put poison in apples. Well, that's going too far. Yes. <laughs> My goodness. Well, she can't get away with that. Queen or no queen. Did you call me? Oh, no. no. I am the queen. I am beautiful. The most beautiful in all the land. I am beautiful. Again, I think she thinks she's beautiful. <laughs> I know I am beautiful, for I have a mirror that tells me the truth. Wait, I shall prove it. This is my mirror. What wouldst thou know, my queen? Holy smokes, Dergan, the mirror talks. <laughs> I am the mirror. I can tell only the truth. You may ask me anything you wish. All right, I will. Who is the handsomest man in all the land, and why am I? You are uh-huh. not. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hold on there, Mirror. Don't, uh, don't start casting reflections. But I am the most beautiful in all the land. Am I not, my Mirror? Alas, my queen, Snow White is far more fair than thou. Uh, then it is true. But will not be for long. No white shall die. What was that noise? Where did the queen go? I told you, Charlie, she practices the art of witchcraft. Oh, sometimes she's a queen and sometimes a witch. Well, which is which, really? <laughs> the queen is a witch. Now watch out for her. Yeah, witch or no witch, I'll take care of Snow White. Oh, thank you, Charlie. You will protect me from the queen? Are you Snow White? Why, yes, I am. Oh, well, believe me, the mirrors certainly speak the truth. Snow White, you're a knockout. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're so sweet. Oh, that's nothing. I... Take my advice, Snow White, and beware of poisoned apples. 
Did I hear somebody say anything about apples? <laughs> Won't you buy my bright red apple? Oh, isn't it pretty, Charlie? That's the most beautiful apple I've ever seen. Uh, don't touch it. Bergen, it's the queen changed to a witch, and she thinks I don't know it. <laughs> oh, please. May I have the apple, Charlie? Yes, why, I'll buy the pretty apple for you. I've got my money in my coat in the closet. Follow me, kind old lady. <laughs> I'm a kind old woman. And Snow White will soon eat the poison apple. <laughs> Sweet kid, isn't she? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what you think. Step right. Lock it, lock it, lock it, or it's why did you let me in this carriage? Let me out of here. I want to talk to the governor. Uh, it won't do you any good. Walt Disney is the only one that can release you. <laughs> I'll poison you yet. <laughs> A lot of sneering going on around here. <laughs> oh, Snow White. Yes, Charlie. My Prince Charming. Oh, Snow White. Drift a little closer. Oh. Isn't he wonderful, Grumpy? Well, I hate to admit it, but I like him. What do you think, Stacy? I think he's... <laughs> what do you think, Tom? <laughs> well, in, uh, in behalf of the seven... Cor- uh, the seven uh, cor- I mean, uh, well, I want to show my latitude, uh, my attitude, uh, my lunge. Uh, I want to... Uh, 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 Smote, mention it. I mean, don't mention it. Uh, Smote, uh, oh, that's the long <laughs> Our thanks to Walt Disney and RKO for letting us meet these delightful characters. But now we have some news for our friends. Okay, I was wrong. We do not have this complete show, just an excerpt. December 19, 1937, and an excerpt from The Charlie McCarthy Show featuring Snow White. Just a couple of days before the actual premiere took place at the Carthay Theater in Hollywood. And we played that premiere last week. Let's jump up now a couple of weeks. This is the Eddie Cantor program, and uh, it's all about Snow White as well. January 12, 1938. Eddie Cantor is on the air. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Hello, Jimmy. Uh, well, let's continue going around, finding out what people want from our program. Say, Eddie, did you hear about Bing Crosby's new baby boy? Yeah. Now, we didn't have much luck last week. Did uh, you wire Bing? Yeah, asking people... Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wired Bing and sent his wife, Dixie, some flowers. Some sunflowers? Yeah, no, stop kidding, <laughs> would you, Jimmy? <laughs> Yeah. Say, one thing about Crosby, he's got four boys, but never talks about them. Yeah, yeah, but he's putting people out of work just the same. He yeah. has four racehorses and now four boys. And that's putting people out of work? Sure, he's raising his own jockeys. Oh. <laughs> Now let's get started finding out what people want. Oh, it's too bad some people get what they don't want, eh, Eddie? Yeah, sometimes I wish... Stop, will you, please? Will you? <laughs> let's get started on our program. Where's Renard? Oh, Jack! Hello, Renard! Well, yeah. Here I am, Eddie. I just ran back from the hospital. Gee, Crosby's new boy is cute. Yeah. Say, Eddie, how come you never had... All right, how come I never had... I'm satisfied. I've got five girls. Gee, Eddie, 
Bingy's, Bing's new baby is so Bingy's, fat. Bingy's, Bingy? <laughs> oh, you're giving him a new name, huh? Bingy. Bing's new baby is so fat, I couldn't hold him in my lap. Renard, you haven't had a lap in years. <laughs> well, are we all ready to go? Wait a minute. Here's somebody we can take along. Pinky Tomlin. Well, Pinky, well, well. Hey, Mr. Cantor, could, could you let me borrow $50? Sure, tickle to death. At least it's a change of subject. What do you want with $50? To pay off a bet. I bet Bing Crosby it wouldn't be a boy. Now, you're going to start, Pat. Listen, Tomlin, I'm a desperate man. I won't be responsible for what I do if I hear one more... Now, wait a minute. Take it easy, Mr. Cantor. You're nervous and upset. You know... Idaho's swell for a vacation. Well, maybe you're right, but I've never been to Idaho. What's the best place to see? The capital. Yeah, what's that? Boys. Bo- oh! God! <laughs> oh, I'll kill myself. I'll... Oh, stop aggravating Eddie. He's having enough trouble trying to find out what people want us to do on the program. Yeah, nobody tells me. Nobody even answers my letters. Well, no wonder folks don't answer your letters. They don't believe you sent them. Yeah, why not? Well, who'd expect any mail from Cantor? <laughs> That's enough, and I, and I won't even lend you $50. Oh, hello, boy. Fifi, where? <laughs> You look beautiful. Uh, Monsieur Cantor, do you ever wet your lips and stand outside in the wind? Do I ever wet my lips and stand outside in the wind? Why? Why do you ask that? Well, Pinky, he tell me that you want to get a little chap. A little... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, huh? So you're in on this, too. Go on. Tell me tell me that I'm nervous and I should go away for a rest. Go ahead. Oui. I think you should go to... To, to Arizona. You can see the boys. Not Arizona. It's Idaho. Idaho. Idaho is where you see boys. Oh, no, 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 no. Arizona. That is where you see the twin boys. Twin boys in Arizona? You have never heard of Tucson? Tucson? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, if we don't get out of here, I'll go crazy. What's the phone? I'll take it, Eddie. Hello? Mr. Cantor, please. It's Bing Crosby calling from Santa Anita. Oh, Eddie, it's Bing Crosby. That's oh, it's Bing Crosby. Hello, Bing. This uh, is you, Cantor. Are you sure this is Cantor? Why, yes. And listen to this, Cantor. <laughs> no wonder it was a horse laugh. It came from Santa Anita. Yeah, but... What, again? All right, I'll take it this time. Hello? Hello. Oh, hello, Ida. Oh, Eddie, did you hear about Bing Crosby? Yeah, that's all I've been hearing. Now, Ida, please. All right, all right. Now, I want you to do something that's very important. Important? Yes, Ida. Go on. On your way home tonight... Yes? Stop at the music store. The music store, yes. And bring home a record of Crosby's, which I ordered. Okay, okay. Goodbye, Jimmy. Where are you going? I'm going after Bing Crosby's record. (laughs) I was talking to the Whippoorwill. He says, you got a corny thrill. Bob White, what you gonna swing tonight? I was talking to the Mockingbird. He says, you are the worst is heard. Bob White... What you gonna swing tonight? Even the owl says you are foul. Why don't you play more snooty? Even the vulture says you've no culture. You're Rudy Tootie. There's a lot of talk about you, Bob. They are saying you're off the car. 
and the gentleman. Use that horn with your Thomas Shandle. To that cone, your solar candle, Bob White. We're going to break it up tonight. You know, Bob White, you may think it absurd, but much of my progress I owe to the bird. In the songs I have sung, I have gone hobnobbing with bluebird and blackbird and red, red robin. I follow the swallow, I follow the seagull, and I have been true to the American eagle. I know all the birds from the wren to the oriole. I can name them all too, but I don't want to bore you all. Birds ate from my hand at the zoo in New York. Birds are my pals, that is all but the stalk. He's called on me, yes, he's a five-time offender, but all that he brings is the feminine gender. Can there be any wonder that I become sore when I can't get one son and some crooner gets four? <laughs> Shame on you, Stork, robbing me of my joy while you bring bing a big bouncing boy. <laughs> There's a lot of talk about you, Bing, how you sing, swing, and everything. Hold your horses, Bing Crosby. Take my word, you'll hear no more from the doggone bird. Goodbye, Stork. I really broke it up tonight. Say, Eddie, uh, Eddie, I guess we just wasted our time going around to the homes last week asking people what to do on our program. Yeah, but we'll find out. Look, our studio audience here contains visitors from every part of the country. We'll just ask them, huh? That's what I did. Yep. I'm an usher here, and I hear what the people say about your program. Yeah? What do they want me to do? Well, you don't have to do it. This is a free country. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Well, never mind. I'll find out. I'll ask these folks in the front row. Pardon me, sir, but what's your opinion of our show? I can answer that in one word. I just told my wife here that Eddie Cantor is funny. Yeah. Oh, that's not what you said, Dominic. You said funny looking. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Don't tell me what I said. What's the matter? You stuck on him? Yeah, wait a minute. You have no right to say that about her. Shut up, you. I'll take care of him. What is that? What is... <laughs> Dominic, you'll be sorry when I get through with you. But, madam, this is no place for a fight. Then what did you start it for? Me? Me? Why, I never even spoke to you. Oh, she's not good enough to speak to, huh? But wait a minute. <laughs> you see, Laura, I was right about that canter guy. Yeah, but you didn't have to call him names. I I said it and I'll repeat it. Cantor's a dope. Now, quiet, mister. Wait a minute. You're insulting me here with millions of people listening? Could I find a better place? <laughs> Wait a minute. Besides, I don't like your looks. Yeah, what's the matter with my face? Yeah, what's the matter with this face? You yeah. call that a face? Yeah, well, it came with the body. Well... <laughs> Look, I don't want trouble. I just want to know what people want from me. Oh, we got to tell you what to do, huh? No, 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 no. I know what to do. Then why do you go around bothering people, stirring up trouble, getting this? my husband to make a fool of himself? Don't call me a fool. Okay. <laughs> okay, forget I asked you. Don't tell me. Don't put yourself out. Oh, you want to put us out. Uh, wait a minute. I... <laughs> Mister, believe me, you'll never catch me putting you out. I see. You're going to sneak up behind us, Get huh? Get me. Listen, I don't want you to leave. Oh, you want us to stay here and suffer, huh? How can you complain? These seats cost you nothing. Don't you think my time is worth something? <laughs> hey, Tanner, what do you think I do with my time? It doesn't make any difference to me. Well, I'd like to know. <laughs> Well, 
You see what you started, Cantor? You're a no-good troublemaker. I'm sorry I accepted the tickets to come here. Yeah, where did you get the tickets? For my brother-in-law. I smashed up his car and he wanted to get even with me. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Look, you leave my brother out of this. You're wearing his suit. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Look at... Wait a minute, you've got people laughing at you. That's more than you can say. <laughs> say, he's right. They are laughing. I never was so humiliated. I'm going home to my mother. Go on, go on and take her a dog biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank goodness, Jimmy, all the excitement and interruptions are over for tonight. Yeah, that's what you think. Look who's here. The mad Russian. Well, (laughs) how do you do? So what uh, what do you want here? I came to finish the singing lesson we started last week, Weasel Puss. Yep. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> but I don't need you. I'm a finished singer. I'm a well-known profundo. Are you taking anything for it? <laughs> I said I'm a profundo. I'm profundo. I'm profound of you too. <laughs> You know nothing about singing Let me hear you sing I can sing any song Do you know By mere Vista Shane Thank you You're pretty too <laughs> Will you teach me something If you expect me To take a lesson Go ahead Very well You see There are several kinds Different kinds of singing Yes For instance There is the nasal Which is the uptone And the stomach Which is the downtone And I suppose In the middle There is the cross tone Would you like a transfer yeah, Get away from <laughs> Continue flappy ears. Go ahead, before I forget myself. Go ahead. You think you're strong, eh? Yes. Why, I take one look at myself in the mirror. Yes, go on. One look. That's all I can stand. (laughs) Russian, I am convinced that you are musically ignorant. You mean that? Yes, I mean it. My own (laughs) man. I can give you fancy too. Go ahead. Kindly sing Materato, Pizzicato, Tremolo, and Danto Pianissimo alla Forte. Yeah, what does that mean? You don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> will, you pl- will you please give me a singing lesson or call it off? Go ahead, sing the scale. All right. Do, re, mi, fa, so. That's the voice. That's the voice. La, pi, that's the voice. I tell you, that's the voice. You like it? No, that's the voice thing I ever heard. Get, get away. <laughs> then I want to return the compliment. Do you know that you have a ring in your voice? A sweet ring? No, a hair ring. Uh, uh, <laughs> That'll hold you, you mad Russian. Why, you big... Blue. Wait, wait. Try this for me. Go ahead. Sing the vowels. Oi together. Oi, 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 oi. Well, tell me, how long do I have to say oi? Till the rest of the pigs catch up with you. Yeah, get away from me. Eddie. Eddie, down there, a gentleman's waving his hand at you. Uh, what is it, mister? Uh, Mr. Cantor, I'm one of your oldest listeners. Yep. I remember when you used to do those fairy tales like Cinderella and Little Red Riding Hood. Why don't you do one of those on your program? All right, at last we have a good suggestion. Tonight we'll give you our version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And while we get ready... Thank you, thank you. And while we get ready, we bring you a modern princess... 
Deanna Durbin. Darling Snow White, at last we've met. Yes. You are so gorgeous, so lovely, so wonderful. There was only one who was more beautiful than you. And who is that? Me. Yep. <laughs> A shrinking violet. Oh, Snow White, I love you. Tomorrow I shall announce our marriage. Oh, now please, Fairy Prince. 
We must marry quietly. I'm so afraid of my stepmama. Well, why? Why are you afraid? Is she mean to you? Oh, she's awful. She's so mean. She puts gravy on the cornflakes to make it harder for me to wash the dishes. Look. <laughs> out of my way. Out of my way. My stepmother. Here she is. How do you do? <laughs> Fairy Prince, why marry Snow White instead of me? Snow White has a beautiful figure. Look at her curve. Mm, if it's curves you want, look at mine. <laughs> Couldn't ask any more from a pretzel. <laughs> you can't blame him, stepmother. I am the fairest in all the land. You lie, and I will prove to you with my magic mirror. Listen. Mirror, mirror on the wall. I ask to, with your permission, who is more beautiful, Snow White or me? Speak up, mirror. This is an audition. You're okay, queen. You are grand. But Snow White is the fairest in all the When I get finished with her, she'll be battleship gray. Snow White, go back into the kitchen where you belong. Yes, stepmother. Fix my lunch. You'll find the ham on the table. All right. I'll take a small piece myself. Wait a minute. You're going to eat ham? Don't get excited, Jimmy. This is just a fairy tale. <laughs> very well, very well. Goodbye, you gorgeous creature. Oh, my fairy prince has yes, gone. Yes, she's gone. And yes, little Snow White, you beautiful vamp. I will kill you, and that's why the lady is a tramp of... <laughs> oh, watch out there, watch out there. Did you call me, Your Majesty? Young man, if you don't kill Snow White, I'll have you stripped of your medals. It's treason. Stripped of my medals for treason? How do you like that? Even in those days, they had stripped treason. <laughs> Well, here we are in the forest, Snow White. What do you think I ought to do? Don't ax me. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know what to do. I never hit anybody with an axe. It isn't hard, Pinky. Just hand me the axe. See? Now, bend down and put your head... Hey, wait, wait a minute. Who's getting killed around here? <laughs> the way the sketch is going, I think it's the audience. Ah... <laughs> uh... Snow White, I haven't the heart to kill you. I'll leave you here in the forest and wish you the best of luck. All right, Woodchopper, is that all you have to say? Well, I'd just like to add that that's the worst exit line that was ever given to any radio actor. <laughs> here I am, all alone in the forest. You are not alone. I am here. Ah, but who? Who are you? I am a little bird. And you are Snow White. How did you know? You told me at rehearsal this morning. Quiet, quiet. <laughs> How do you like that? A bird with a French accent? <laughs> Tell me, little bird, where can I find a place to sleep? Did you ever live among the birds? Yes, with my stepmother. She's an old crow. <laughs> Come, Snow White, let us walk through the woods. Look how beautiful the forest is. Yes. Babble, babble, babble. Babble, babble, babble. <laughs> Who are you? I'm a brook. <laughs> well, stop running. Go ahead. Look, look, here is the house of the seven dwarfs. Just knock on the door and they will let you in. Thank you, little bird. I'll do that. What are the names of the seven dwarfs? Jack Renard. Jack Renard. <laughs> Looks like something Santa Claus left over. <laughs> the little bird has gone. I will knock on the door. 
Come in, Snow White. Huh. How did you know I was coming? I was talking to the whippoorwill. What did he say? He said the queen was out to kill Snow White. What you gonna do tonight? Root toot 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 toot. I wonder. I. I wonder if you'd let me stay in your house. Well, well, I am seven dwarfs. I'll have to get all of me to go into conference first. Yeah, go ahead. Do you think we should let Snow White stay? Give me time to think it over. Say, wait a minute. Say, are you talking to yourself? Yes, and I'm getting such dopey answers. <laughs> Snow White? Yes. Stay here while I go and look after my diamond mine. You have a diamond mine? Yes, I have a big company. I know. I can see your corporation from here. <laughs> Remember, don't let anybody in while I'm gone because it may be the cruel queen. Farewell, Snow White. Farewell. The mirror told me Snow White lives here with the seven dwarfs. I'll put an end to her. I'll give her this poison apple. And if she takes one bite, after she takes one bite, <laughs> she'll be out of my way. Who is there? It's me, a poor old lady Hello, poor old lady Snow White, I brought you this beautiful apple Is it good? You want to know? Yes, I want to know <clears throat> Shall I tell her? <laughs> yes, tell me, is it a good apple? It's a pitten <laughs> The apples I'm selling are just as nice as I am Oh, crab apples, yeah. huh? <laughs> Go on, Snow White Take a bite from this apple Don't rush me Tell me, how does it feel to be an old lady? You'll never know yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't care I'm the fairest creature in all the land Now you are But afterwards Afterwards Snow White, I'm asking you for the last time Beat this apple No Why not? I'm no fool I saw the picture <laughs> Snow White, listen to me You eat this apple And I'll give you some pickles Pickles and apples? Sure, it says here on the paper Snow White eats apples with relish With, with relish, go <laughs> All right, give me the apple I'll eat it Here, here you are Huh she bit it, she bit it. Tell me, Snow White. How do you feel? Oh, I feel fine. I'm going to take another bite. Something is wrong somewhere. Is there a doctor in the house? I'm a doctor. I'll examine her. Yep, Snow White is dead. I'm not dead. I feel perfectly all right. Lie down. Don't make a fool out of the doctor. Yep. Go ahead. Well, if I'm dead, I might as well lie down. Uh... Well, another one got knocked off by a big apple. Oh, poor Snow White is dead. Oh, where to run to? Where shall I go? How can I bring her to life again? I don't know which way to turn. Yeah, turn back two pages and I'm alive again. <laughs> Quiet, you're supposed to be dead. Renard. What? You know I look healthier dead than you look alive? <laughs> Hush while I say eulogy. Eulogy, uh, eulogy. Eulogy, eulogy. eulogy. <laughs> Oh, Snow White, at your feet I kneel Right beside your apple peel 
Even though I'm just a dwarf, my heart for you is filled with love. Only a while ago, how you laughed. Hurry up, Renard. I'm in a draft. <laughs> Quiet. You're dead. Here's the fairy prince. Oh, 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 my darling Snow White. I will kneel and kiss you to awaken you from your slumber. <laughs> oh, oh. See, she is awakening. I will kiss her again. Oh, are you the fairy prince about whom I dreamed and for whom I've suffered? Oh, yes, Snow White, it is I. Yes? Well, then give me another. What, another kiss? No, another poison apple. <laughs> This completes the story of Snow White. We got more laughs than we thought we might. Mr. Cantor played Snow White, and here's the folks who helped him tonight. The Mad Russian is the queen. I was talking to the magic mirror. He said I was pretty like Norma Shearer. You mean it? You said it. Snow White, boy, you show sure acted up tonight. I'm Fifi. I was heard as a cute little bird. I'm Timmy, so I kissed the princess. I'm Jack Renard. I'm a big tub of lard. As an actor, I'm full of cheese blenches. Mr. Disney, we apologize to you and all of you cartoon guys. We, we were, were terrible. terrible. We'd have won the Academy Award if the audience hadn't snored. So we really messed you up tonight. <laughs> to spend each Wednesday with you as friend to friend I'm sorry it's through in a half an hour from now ladies and gentlemen my friend Ben Bernie goes on the air and the same network do tune in on him he should have a good show thank you and good night this is the Columbia Broadcasting System The Eddie Cantor Program, January 12, 1938, as we salute Snow White and Disney Part 3 here on Same Time, Same Station. If you'd like to get in touch, there are a number of ways you can do that. You can like us on Facebook, Same Time, comma, Same Station. You can call us during regular business hours, 714-449-1958, or you can email us. I'm John Gassman at roadrunner.com. And I'm Larry Gassman, one at gmail.com.